0: Sean, I don't know how we made it back to Hamsterdam the quack we had last week we thought it was great we thought it was going to be great but it was weak sauce there was like baking soda or like flour and it was just awful and there was something else in there and it gave us the worst trip of all time and that's what happens
1: this weekend sucked man it really did that's that's the only way to put it, and I, I I think the the way the only way that can really like I can figure out how to sum up the game is I, I was watching I was watching the game with my girlfriend who is a Cal alum, and she's this was like at the end where it was just almost laughable by the end on how bad it was getting and she looks at me and she goes i'm not even emotionally invested in this game and this is making me sad yeah i was like that's pretty much it in a nutshell yeah it was
0: it was real bad okay it was i was at the game and what makes it worse more than anything else this is gonna sound really dumb um what made it worse was really, like, driving down and just being like, wow, I have to drive back just being this bummed out. But luckily, there was a exodus, continual exodus throughout the game mm-hmm. um, that really peaked at the beginning
1: of the fourth quarter.
0: And it was bad. It was like there was, like, maybe a few thousand people left.
1: Right, because that was after Utah had dropped – 28 points in the third quarter alone. Yeah, it was bad. Here and, here's how here's how the the quarter by quarter box score went. Oh god, get the t- get the s- tissues ready. 6 to 6. Ha! This is this is this is at the this is just quarter by quarter scoring. Okay. 6-6, six, 21-7, six, 28 nothing, 7-7. Seven, seven.
0: Hey, we won two quarters. <laughs> If that was Utah against Oregon, they would have given us all they could handle.
1: Oh, and now, as a result, the Ducks are unranked for the first time since two thousand nine. And I know that people say, like, okay, it's the the polls don't matter, yada yada yada. They don't matter, but that is accurate. But when you're unranked, that's just like that's a dark place to be that, for Oregon football. That's what we deserve.
0: I watched that game Saturday. It was awful. Like, let me count the ways. Our quarterback play was below average. Um, Our front seven, our, our defensive backs were solid. They don't get enough credit, but they were solid. Like, they made some... They made some great defensive plays. Like, they've gotten so much better as the games go on. Our front seven is not getting the job done. Um, Our line play, as I've said for, like, a couple weeks now, is soft. The Utah line blew us up Mm -hmm. on both sides of the ball. Uh, And there was... Like, there were so many things wrong. Our special team sucked. We got beat in every single phase of the game. And this wasn't even, like, 2011 against Arizona, where it was just, like, where it, the the worst part of it was at the apathy of the players, like, going mm-hmm. into it. Yeah. Like, the same could be said of 2006 Las Vegas Bowl when, like, fans saw Oregon players out till, like, 3 a.m., Gambling, like the night before the game, and they were like, mm-hmm. "Why did we pay to come out here?" Um, and there was even like the Stanford loss a couple years ago, where they won, like where they were up twenty-eight to zero at one point, and it was like that was just a perfectly executed game plan. Like a couple of things mm-hmm. broke their way, but that's that's what that's the game plan. Yep. What was the most disappointing about this, which I think makes it. Maybe the worst thing I've ever seen—the worst game I've ever seen—is just how, like, it probably goes back to like two thousand four against Indiana, was how unprepared the Ducks were mm-hmm. in every single facet. Like Travis Wilson, who is a a above average quarterback, yeah, looked like a Heisman contender. He is the he, just, he is the funniest he, he, run I've ever seen. And he had over a hundred yards rushing
1: he just he picked our defense apart all night long. It's just it's like he had an easy button with him.
0: and this is Travis Wilson. yeah this is not this is not uh Cody Kessler. This is not Jared Goff. mm-hmm um it was bad. Like, I keep saying that, but that's just, like, the best descriptor of it. Um, the uh, bright side of it. Okay, let's just go over the the two positives. Um, Tyson Coleman looks unreal now. Like, he's yep. doing everything by himself. Hardrick is now the other, like, cornerstone of the defense, which after game one seems like the most unlikely thing ever, if you had asked me after game one. Um, Gang tackling was a huge improvement. That was something we had not seen thus far. Um, And that's about it.
1: And that's about where the happiness ends.
0: Yes. Um, Vernon Adams got benched in the second quarter.
1: Yeah, so we'll... um... And and, and I, I I said this from the the ATQ Twitter. Um, so here's the thing with Vernon Adams, is that he's he's got the scapegoat of. And it might be a bit harsh calling it a scapegoat, but he's got the scapegoat of the broken finger. I do
0: not. Okay, I'm everything. sorry, to cut you Everything. I
1: do not care. Go I ahead. Do not, do I do not. I do not care. care about the broken finger.
0: That is the. That is. Not even a factor.
1: So here's what I said on Twitter, is that the Vernon Adams experiment, because that's essentially what it was. It was an experiment. It was bring in an elite FCS quarterback to an elite FBS team and see what happens. Mm -hmm. We've seen graduate transfers before. We've seen the Russell Wilsons where they come from NC State to Wisconsin. That's not that big of a jump. This is going from like, you're playing schools like Montana State and Portland State every week. To you're playing Michigan State on the road, and okay, he's got a broken finger, so he's uncomfortable. He can't throw a deep ball. Yada yada yada. What it comes down to is he's he's over. He just he's overwhelmed and he can't handle it. And this was kind of. I think this was just. This was the last straw, basically, of... Because the the scary part was that when he got benched, I mean, yeah, the Ducks were looking bad, but it wasn't like, oh, well, game's over, so let's just bench him to keep him healthy because we already lost. He got benched really early. There was still plenty of time to, you know, turn things around. Mm -hmm. And it looked like, you know... And then when Lockheed came in and Ducks scored, it was like, okay, maybe there's maybe there's a chance here, you know. So the game was not over. It wasn't a let's bench him so that he stays healthy for the next week. He was benched because he was he's abysmal. Not, he was abysmal, and I I I say it's Jeff Lockheed who starts the next week. And yeah. I, I but I but I think the here's the problem is that and this is just something that's so foreign because. It's been so long since Oregon hasn't had a a true number one quarterback. Is that every single week is just going to be a guessing game? Mm-hmm. Who's going to start this week? I don't know. We'll see you at game time. You know, there's no leader anymore, and I, uh, you know, I I just think that's going to be a huge distraction on the team, where the whole offense and the whole team even they nobody's going to know week in and week out who the quarterback is and that's something that you know and it goes back further than Marcus Mariota uh, you know it it goes back to when we had Darren Thomas he was a solid number one option week in and week out the
0: most underrated player in Oregon history
1: yeah people he led us to our first Rose Bowl win in, like, a century, and people just, I think a lot of people forget that.
0: And you played phenomenal in the national championship game. Yeah. he was the only reason that we were in
1: that game. And, you know, so it's like, it's just so weird to be in that position where I just, you know, the Ducks don't have a true quarterback anymore because I think that by benching him so early in a game that wasn't, was it going... Was it going horribly wrong very quickly? Yes. Was the game over? No. And by benching him, I think that that's basically what they were saying, is we've lost faith in Vernon Adams, and this just isn't working. And now it's just going to be a guessing game every week.
0: Yeah, and you can say, though, that it was like, oh, it was four to five series, but unless... If you... Don't watch the game. You're just like, a 4-5 series whatever. Like, they didn't give enough time. He was terrible. Like, I can't stress how bad he was. Like, is Taylor Alley, like, the best quarterback? Should the death chart be Lockie, Alley, and then Adams? Like, Adams had zero pocket movement, constantly just wrapped up. Like, he just put himself in terrible situations, which I thought was, like, Jeff Lockie's thing after Mm -hmm. the Georgia State game. Um, And, like, there's no way that receivers aren't getting open when it's our receivers. There's no way that's happening. Um, Like, and see, that's the thing where people are like, oh, it's a broken finger. A broken finger does not impact your pocket presence. Like, a broken finger doesn't impact... Uh, Like he practices Every day right It's been Exactly Three weeks if, if you're playing Every day With like a broken finger For three weeks And you're going To school for free You That's like You're That's why you are Going to school for free It's cause you know How to deal with that stuff Yeah Not because you're An excellent student Sorry NCAA But you're getting A scholarship Cause you play football Exactly Um so and then I have never heard Otzen cheer more for a completed pass in my life. Like I've I don't think like when he hit Bayless across the middle, mm-hmm. I th- that place was about to erupt. It was maybe since two thousand nine, uh, two thousand eight Boise State when fourth string Darren Thomas came in and completed a pass after yeah. sixty zone reads by Chris Harper who had a torn rotator cuff and. Literally could not throw a football. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on special teams, uh, like a faked punt worked. They pulled the Seattle Seahawks fake punt return trick. Um, just terrible fielding on punts. Uh, that, like, se- they had a 76-yard punt Um, Byron Marshall made a couple really poor choices coming out of the end zone and got trapped like within the 20
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, like every phase it just was not even that close so and it's it's tough to see the difference like it's very hard to see like the team that, that played Michigan State where the defense was solid for three quarters. And Vernon Adams, who, for the most part, looked good. Mm-hmm. Not great, but good. Receivers made plays and and that. And then to see the absolute opposite of that. Like, we looked like Colorado. And now, going yeah. into the game on Saturday... This is not a layup anymore to me because we said at the beginning of this year that Colorado was going to beat a team that they had no business beating. Mm -hmm. And I'm terrified that that's us.
1: Could you legitimately see us losing to Colorado just more so not because of maybe talent per se, but just because I think Oregon is just so dejected and defeated right now?
0: Um, I think lost is the best way to describe it.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Like, I don't think this team has an identity. I don't think it has any, like, leaders. Um, It's like, you can only have so many... Like, it doesn't really matter how many great receivers you have if you are unable to get them the ball. It doesn't matter, like, how awesome our running backs are if there are zero holes to go
1: through. Exactly.
0: You know, it doesn't matter how young are like defensive backs are when they're out there improving every week and none of our veteran linebackers can win a one-on-one battle with a with an offensive lineman like buckner and coleman are drawing doubles and like blitzing five that should be like that should that means like everyone else is doing one-on-one matchups and nobody can get pressure nobody can get solid pressure. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So to me, that's like the, like we can say pass coverage sucks or whatever, but if if the front seven is going to be the veteran group and have all the seniors and have all these accolades and everything, then this is where they come in as the defensive unit. It's like, okay, our defensive backs need, can't, can't just get picked apart like that. So, And there was a fair amount of blitzes. On yeah. This was not the th- th- rush 3 drop 8. This was mm-hmm. a lot of blitzing. And almost zero. Like not there weren't even knockdowns. It was it was like maybe a couple sacks and zero knockdowns. Like I just don't know anymore. I yeah. just don't know. The only condition I texted you this earlier Uh, when I was at the game, what if we lose to Washington this year? It wouldn't surprise me anymore. It really wouldn't. I would. I will cry. Cause it's been like eleven times in a row.
1: Yeah, it's been eleven times in a row. This is going for number twelve in a row. And you know that, like, that's a streak that just can't go forever. As much as I would like it to.
0: Yeah, this isn't going to be Penn State Temple, where Temple got its first win since before World War II. It's not that type of a game.
1: And I've always said too, that Seattle is a very husky stadium in Seattle. It's a very tough place to play. Um, And you know, the, the rivalry between the two schools, that atmosphere is going to be rocking on game day. And, it, you know, at this exact moment, I don't trust any of our quarterbacks to go in there and win that game. Uh-uh. Not one bit.
0: And at some point, too, like, this, I think a lot of it comes down to the coaching um, I don't think I've ever seen the team as I opened up with I don't think I've ever seen an Oregon team this unprepared they looked like they were not ready to play at all um like the defense didn't look good the offense didn't look good they were totally unprepared for special teams and guarding Travis Wilson um it was just I don't—I'm trying to figure out how to articulate this. I really wonder whether the coaching has, like, an accurate feel for this year. Because, mm-hmm. like, Sun, Sun Tzu's Art of War, like, the, the coaching doesn't seem to understand the strengths and weaknesses of this team on either side of the ball. And against Utah, they really failed to understand their strengths and weaknesses. Like, I don't see how the game plan that they had and, like, what we saw was effective at all or, like, how that even seemed like a good idea. Because we knew Utah coming in had a solid defensive line and solid, like, a scary defensive line. Like, their line on both sides was a huge mismatch. Um I even wrote, like, a co- I answered a few questions for Block U, and the more I wrote it, the more I was like, wow, this is a really terrible matchup for us. Yeah. Um, So we knew their front seven was tough, yet yeah, we kept going left to right. Um, We did very little. Like, at Michigan State, we o- the entire offense opened up when we hit Charles Nelson out on the side. We saw none of that. Like, if their line and everything is going to put so much pressure on our, like, offensive line and push them back, why don't we run screens? Why is Taj Griffin coming in when he's, like, supposedly, like, the huge game-breaker? Why is he coming in with, like, when Taylor Alley is in? Yeah. We didn't see – like, I don't know where Tony Brooks James was. We didn't see Benoit until the very end.
1: Um. And it seems like it's a common theme with this team this year. It's you know, who's going to be the mystery player this week that just randomly doesn't appear in the game? Yeah, like it happens a lot.
0: Yeah, um, like we were missing, we we're missing Cisse. But again, I don't even think that mattered. We can't get a pass rush going. Mm-hmm. We can't force turnovers. Uh, There's just a lot of really poor choices being made, I think, across the board. And I don't feel – if we are – if Vegas says we're underdogs the rest of the season, I would totally understand. Because Oregon State's getting better. Washington's getting better every week. Colorado is getting better every week. They just wiped the floor with whoever they're playing, which it was like New Mexico or whatever, but that's a huge set for them. They did what they were supposed to do, which is not something we could have said like two years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stanford just rocked U- USC a couple weeks ago and then uh, beat Oregon State with a strong second half. Cal is a virtual death machine on offense at this point um which might actually work out well because there's no way to get a pass rush against them because of how quick they get the ball out so that might not even be a problem to worry about mhm uh but I really struggle to to see what the clear matchups are cuz I just don't I just don't understand like what this offense and defense are doing. I just don't understand.
1: Yeah, like they had a week to
0: prepare for this and I don't know why it looks so
1: bad. I would have totally understood uh you know, a seven point loss, a ten point loss. Utah is a really good team and you know, they even before this game, you know, I, I think that they were serious contenders to make a run at the Pac-12 title in the South. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And obviously after this game, they are, you know, they're... They're probably the favorites. They're probably the favorites after just... It's one thing to, you know, it's one thing to beat Oregon at home and then it's a whole other thing to just dismantle them. And that's like, that's when you know, like, you know, they always say the, the classic phrase of, you know the uh, the fall is always longer from when you're at the top. And it, if you really think about it, the the talk was, you know before before this game, the talk around the team was, okay, we lost to Michigan State. Early season loss, we can put it behind us. We win out, We're in the playoff. Let's go. And now the conversation is well. Shoot, I hope we get to a bowl game. I think we'll make it to a bowl game. Yeah, I, I, I don't think it's that drastic, you know. It may get a little close. <laughs> it may get a little dicey. We might need some some late season pushes here, but it, it just like it's. I think that's what's. I, I think that's the thing I'm like having the hardest time grasping is just like one game. And you go from being, you know, oh, we still got it. We can go to the playoff to, nope, lost by 40. Season's over. Chalk it up. It's in the books. And that seems to be the theme just about every year that this team goes through, like, a crushing loss. Like, you know, back in, what was that, 2013, when...
0: We lost to LSU. No. No.
1: No, this was, like, what? Lo- it was, like, lose. We lo- lost to Stanford. Yeah. And then got just manhandled by Arizona. But even, like, going into that game, the team had just, like, it was like, oh, oh nope, one loss, we're done. It's over, you know? And,
0: yeah, and this team, even
1: more so after the game, point. it was everyone had just jumped ship. And that's I'm I'm seeing the same exact thing happening here is that, The team is now unranked. They're one and two in September. And everyone's like, nope, season's over. It is.
0: I'm very fascinated because I don't think Oregon is as bad as they looked. I don't believe that because they look too good against uh, Michigan State relative to what we saw. Saturday. Um, we know what these players are capable of like in a vacuum. We have seen Helfrich put together better games before. Mm-hmm. But it's very difficult to say this is an isolated incident when it was just so terrible beginning to end.
1: Yeah, it This was... wasn't like a 30-point loss or anything like that. This was... It was a, it was a Murphy's Law type of loss where it just like, it got, it just got laughable at the end. Yeah. Um, and so I, and so correct me if I'm wrong. I might've been remembering this sequence of plays wrong, but it, it was at the end, like game was already over. Fans were already exiting. And then the whole like Utah punters sky cam incident Oh, my God. That was weird. And then, like, wasn't it, like, they are like, well, we don't know what to do, so I guess he'll re-kick it, and then... Right, because of interference. Right, and then it was, like, a botched... A freak play, and, oh, there's the first down. That was an intentional play. Was it a fake? Yes, it was intentional. I, as you can tell, I block bad memories from, from... you know recalling them
0: again yeah they Um, aligned really weird on that play i remember and they motioned like a third guy out and that drew one of our defenders out and it left a lot of
1: open space that was the that was the moment where i was just like well it's that kind of night you know yeah and so here is i i feel like this does have to be it does have to be brought up um I don't know if anyone's seen it. Of just how, like, it was a Murphy's Law kind of loss, where it was just like, it was bad. And so here's some here's some quick hits for how bad the loss was. And this is from uh, a recap from USA Today Sports. Oregon's 14-point halftime deficit was its biggest since trailing by 19. At Arizona on November twenty third, twenty thirteen. That was the game we were t- just talking about. Uh-huh. Its forty two point loss was its worst since falling fifty nine to fourteen at Arizona State on October eleventh, two thousand three. Oregon, had I remember
0: not... that game. I remember listening to it on
1: the radio. Mm-hmm. That was bad. And I'm sure we've we've all seen this one by now. Oregon, the last time Oregon gave up sixty two points in a game. Nebraska, September 28th, 1985. I was not alive then. That was, that was pre... Rich Brooks. That that was, yeah, that was, oh, that was a while ago. Not gonna lie. Um, Oh, funny story.
0: I uh, accidentally bumped into Rich Brooks. Oh, did you? Yeah. I was at this, uh, I was in this part of uh, Ottson, and I was throwing something away and I turned right into Rich Brooks, nearly missing his nacho and drink plate. Oh, that would have been bad. Yeah, and he was wearing the most amazing varsity jacket with
1: ninety-four Rose Bowl on it. Because of course he was.
0: Yeah. That was <laughs> Yeah. So Well
1: there's there's always that's the lesson of the night children. There's always some silver linings.
0: Yeah. So I didn't realize until after I walked away. I was like, "Wait, that,
1: that was Rich Brooks."
0: Yeah. Um. There was something funny too I saw where it was. Uh, it was on Twitter, and because ASU in Arizona also just got bum rushed. Um. And so I saw it was a reference to the Jonah Hill's movie. This is the end. Uh huh. It was by at Zach. Packleb. It's at ASU Oregon and Arizona fans this morning, and it's Jonah Hill. something um not that chill happened last night <laughs> which is hilarious if you've seen the movie. yeah um, yeah, I mean, I think this is a game where you pretty much just throw away the tay back like it never happened and just move on because I don't know what you can even take from that as a learning experience that you don't already know like at this point.
1: I really I think it's healthier just to burn the tapes and move on.
0: Yeah. Um. Okay, I think we've gone pretty in-depth to how bad it went. Yep. Um. On the bright side, Marcus Mariota continues to be impressive, despite the Tennessee Titans' best efforts. Um. Mariota's latest stat line, 27-44, of 367 yards, two touchdowns to go with two interceptions, but he was, he's been throwing the entire year with people in his face um, and just a collapsing pocket and playing behind, but two interceptions, very un-Mariota-like. And he led a what could have been a tying touchdown drive in the fourth quarter. Um, Just making play after play
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, And then when it is After a pass interference penalty On the two point conversion They are on the one yard line And they do a halfback dive Out of a goal line formation No, they put their fullback In the halfback spot and ran it to him Are you kidding me? How does that make any sense? Mariota is the most athletic quarterback in the NFL right now. And he has barely ran. Like, I get, like, he's still a great thrower and everything. Mm -hmm. He's still a great passer. But how do you not take into account this? Like,
1: how have they not
0: run a single zone read this entire year?
1: I mean, do you think this is a kind of an example of, you know, the Titans going, we understand that Mariota came from a, you know, spread offense, but this is our offense and he's going to have to adapt to us, not the other way around. I don't think they would have drafted him, though, if that was the case.
0: Like, you knew what you were
1: getting. Right.
0: Like, you don't draft, like, four three defensive ends into a three four and be like, all right, you're going to do this. Because it, it's a different position entirely when you get to the pro level. Uh, but, I mean, even the Seahawks, which are super pro, which are super uh, run heavy, this run, runs own route. And it's like the presence of Mariota's running ability that made everything at Oregon go so smoothly. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, especially after this weekend. You can see how... You can ask Mariota to run any play in, you can tell him run any play, and he will excel at it. Like, he made everything look so easy. Yeah. And now we miss it, and I miss Marcus. And he went 27-44, had some great moments, but it's still like a total nope. misuse. I don't understand it.
1: A little silver lining for you. He has, Mariota, tied the NFL record for most touchdown passes through his first three games. So if you want to read into that. Oh, he
0: has the most touchdown passes of all QBs in the NFL?
1: In no, in his first three games, he has tied the NFL record for most touchdown passes through his first three games in NFL history. Not just by a rookie?
0: Or is that by a rookie?
1: I'm reading it off an ESPN article and it says through his first three games. So, I'm assuming that just means first three career games. Okay. Okay.
0: That makes sense.
1: Really impressive still. Let me pull up yeah, let me pull up his uh, let me pull up his stats rate real quick here as I Google the internet for Marcus Mariota. Here he is. On the year so far, he's sixty-one for ninety-seven, that's sixty-three percent, eight hundred and thirty-three yards, eight touchdowns, two interceptions, rating of one hundred nine point two. And those two interceptions came against Indianapolis. Yep. Not bad. Not bad. That that is.
0: I wonder where he ranks in fantasy right now. I'm googling. We're gonna take a look at. I let's just talk about Marcus. I feel good about Marcus. Let's just talk about him more.
1: This everyone. This is how we cope with an Oregon loss. We forget about it and we remember. We talk about, about Marcus happier Mariota times and happier people.
0: Oh man, let's just talk about Marcus.
1: I think there was a point at the game where I was Marcus Mariota is the fifth best
0: fantasy quarterback right now.
1: There you go. And will be
0: fourth next week because Ben is out. Guess who the top uh, six are?
1: Um, Do you know Pro to- Football
0: at All? I,
1: I I follow it a bit, okay. I'm gonna go let's see top six. I'm gonna go Tom Brady. correct. Um, I'm gonna go I'm trying to think of who's killing it right now. Um, I mean Tom Brady's just the the easy choice. Oh,
0: like um, just murking people
1: is I normally I would say Peyton Manning, but I know he's kind of been shit in the bed this year. Um oh, what well, pretty
0: is that language. I could have gone a little bit more ham talking about the duck duck game.
1: <laughs> it's just got PG thirteen here. Yeah. Uh Matt Ryan. Carson Palmer. Oh. Did not see that one coming. And I think this is
0: before this last week's games.
1: Yeah. So this is through two weeks. Well the fact I mean the fact that Marcus is up there that see that makes me happy. I can forget about a 42 point organ loss and just think about happier times.
0: Yeah. So the tops, Tom Brady, Carson Palmer, Aaron Rodgers, Big Ben, Marcus Mariota, Tyrod Taylor.
1: Nice.
0: Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Good for him. The next, Michael Vick, finally getting his, and Jameis Winston is fourteenth.
1: Since those two will be linked for all time, it will. Like like I said, I want to see, I want to see an NFL realignment where the Bucks and Titans go in the same division, and we get we get Marcus versus Jameis twice a year, every year.
0: Oh my god, I'd be so happy.
1: Be magical. I would literally take days off of work around it like yeah. would be like a, like a twice-a-year holiday. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, because you work in retail, so that's like an actual... Thing. I work in retail, so Sundays and football do not exist to me. Right. It's really quite depressing, but, um. I, but I do the smart thing, and I I lead our group runs sometimes on Saturday mornings so I can get home, get off work a couple hours earlier and get, in, get home in time for the Ducks game. Uh-huh. I've got the... Got the priorities, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, um, it, I, I I could have done without. Could have done without seeing this one. But funny story. So one of my one of my friends is um, doing. He's, you know, one of those like m- doing his like Mormon mission kind of thing. Oh. And so he's like without internet access for like a year. Oh. Lucky and, him, <laughs> right? He says, I, he he emailed my friend and said, "I just saw the score of the organ This was like the day after. He's like, I saw the score of the game and basically threw up my lunch. What happened?" It's like hey, he, you're probably a better person than the rest of us for not witnessing it.
0: Yeah. Um, I had another friend who is a oh quick quick aside. Philadelphia Eagles beat the New York Jets, who were 2-0 heading into this game. They won 24-17. All praise Chip Kelly again. All praise beat it, Chip Kelly. Ryan Matthews, 25 carries, 108 yards. That is huge. They broke 100 yards rushing this season. And that's, I think, total rushing. They just did that in week three. Um, Darren Sproles continues to be the most amazing... Offensive player that nobody really cares about until he's absolutely shredding defenses. Mm -hmm. Um, So I have a bunch of friends who are 49ers fans, and that game was maybe uglier than the Utah Oregon one. That's saying something. Yeah, it was, I remember watching it and just being like, wow. So I texted one of my friends and I go, man, rough week for you. He goes, fantasy team is also getting pummeled. I wrote, sorry. And he goes, I forget why I like football season.
1: (laughs) It's it's an emotional roller coaster. You'll have the, you will experience the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. Sometimes you feel you're on heroin. Sometimes you feel like you're withdrawing from heroin. And that's the beauty of football, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) That's
0: how I feel about football.
1: Slinging quack is getting dark. (laughs)
0: Um. All right, let's talk about Colorado. Let's talk about Colorado. Let's do it. All right. So this is a seven p.m. kickoff. Uh, at Boulder. The let me pull up their schedule real quick. I know they're doing really well. We already talked about them a little bit. They're three and one. And part of that is because the refs totally botched the last, like, minute. But, you know, you really can't hold back the Rainbow Warriors at Aloha Stadium. You just can't. It's tough.
1: You can't do it.
0: Can't do it. The Rainbow Warriors will always get you. So they lost to Hawaii 2020 in what was the sloppiest game I've ever seen until... What was the other game that just looked Terrible. Well, Kansas Rutgers just happened. Uh, There's another game. Oh, uh, yeah. I thought Colorado-Hawaii would be the worst game I'd seen all year Mm -hmm. until I saw Eagles-Cowboys. Colorado beat UMass the next week, 48-14. Huge step in the right direction. Beat Colorado State 27-24 at the very end. And then they beat Nichols State... 48-0
1: to so do you know why they're playing a 13 game season yeah they're four games in and they're just opening Pac-12 play against Oregon
0: Um...
1: is it because oh isn't it because when you like it's something about playing Hawaii and traveling to Hawaii like they give you an extra game or something I think I've heard that somewhere that like if you go and play Hawaii it's like you get a bonus game in your schedule basically
0: why would you get a why would you want
1: that I don't know they went maybe I'm just maybe I'm making stuff up yeah because I feel like they have a they're playing 13 games in their regular season it's very it throws me off Maybe they
0: maybe they just signed up for an extra game because they needed like more experience or something
1: cause, Bold strategy, Cotton.
0: Yeah, well, UMass is an FCS team. Nichols is an FCS team, so only one of those games counts towards the bowl eligibility, unless they get a waiver. Um. So yeah, but they have a tough schedule because they play Oregon, ASU. Arizona, rough stretch. And then they have Oregon State, which is a must win for them if they want to make a bowl game. Mm-hmm. And then at UCLA, hosting Stanford, hosting USC. God, <sighs> that's brutal. Um, so, man, I don't feel great about this game anyways. Yeah. So they uh, rely heavily on rushing. They mm-hmm. run, they are the 13th best rushing team in the country according just to overall rushing yards, which, you know, whatever. Those numbers aren't that great, anyways. Um Points against tw- uh, 23rd was 16.5. Granted, they've played Hawaii, UMass, CSU, and Nickel State, but that's what you're supposed to do. This is a huge, huge improvement. Um,. Like Cepho, I don't know how to say his last name, has a QBR of 55.3. That's outstanding for Colorado. Uh, Christian Powell was 245 yards. Nelson Spruce at wide receiver has 276 yards. Um, This is a much improved team. Like, their top three running backs have 245 yards, 243 yards, 212 yards. So, I mean they have depth. Nelson Spruce, two hundred and seventy six yards, Shea Fields two hundred and two yards. They have like the two go to receivers, which is statistically the best thing to have on offense.
1: Um And this could be one of those things where it's like, you know, the, you know, classic exploit Oregon's weak secondary and go through the air. And when you've got a passing game, it's I mean, yeah, I'm I'm not saying that Colorado's gonna win this game. I I, I do think Oregon's going to win, but I, it's not going to be like a sixty-two to fifteen game like we've seen in years past. You know, uh-huh. it's going to be a little bit closer. Um, you know, I'll probably I'll give it to like Oregon by like three touchdowns or so, maybe four touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm just I'm, I'm flipping through the Oregonians preview on the game. And this is a a mind-blowing fact, actually. Yes, it is Nickel State, but Colorado ran 93 plays against Nickel State, which is an absurd amount of plays to start with. Only two of them went for negative yardage, and they were the final two, which were kneel downs. So technically, they never had a play that went for negative yards, which is... doesn't matter who you're playing. That's just outstanding football right there. I may need to
0: find a girlfriend to hold me during that game. <laughs>
1: uh yeah, Andrew Andrew Greg from the Oregonian gave the, it, it, I if you if you haven't seen these these are really good preview articles. They're just simple quick reads, and he always gives the the game a threat level at the end. Uh. He gives it a three, which is very high considering results from years past. If this was previous years, this would be like a threat level one game. Mm-hmm. This would be like a okay. We had a really bad loss, so let's go and you know let's go and clean th- clean some things up in a scrimmage here. Guess uh, what the line is for this game? I'm going to say Oregon's favored by twenty one. It's twelve. Oh, God. That's
0: what it opened at. Guess where it is now.
1: When did it open?
0: Uh, Sunday morning. Sunday morning. So Uh, this is like, we're recording this Monday evening. This is like 36 hours later.
1: Please don't tell me it's down into the single digits. It's minus eight. Oh, no.
0: Nobody has any respect for this team, nor should they. Over, under 71 and a
1: half. Oh man, that's wow. I never thought I would see the I day never. where where Colorado could get within a get within a possession. Two of us. scores, yeah.
0: And man, like Vegas is just like trying to get people to bet. They're trying to make money and everything. Like so the line isn't an accurate predictor of where they mm-hmm. think the game will actually go. But man, to put it, minus eight? Behold. That's unbelievable. That's l- really unbelievable.
1: Um, the world is falling apart. That's pretty much what the conclusion
0: is here. Florida State is an 18-point favorite over Wake Forest. Like... That's unbelievable. I can't believe it's that low. I'm just going I'm just looking at teams now. Uh. Oh, wow. Check this out. Uh I don't believe that's open. I, I don't believe that's correct. I see Stanford line over Arizona's minus 17 and a half. There's no way that's right. Mm. Alabama, Georgia is a pick. I'm hitting Bama so hard on that one. Um Try to find another game where it just looks colossally. The line just looks colossally close. Can't find one.
1: God, um, minus
0: eight. Jesus. Minus God. eight. If I were actually legally allowed to bet, I would bet Oregon on that one. Oh, I would easily take Oregon on that one. Yeah, they're probably banking hard on people hitting Colorado. Yeah.
1: So, man, wow. This will be. This will be a good. This will be a good test for the team because it's it's one of those games where, you know. We'll we'll really see how well they can pick up the pieces after just getting flat out embarrassed at home. Mm-hmm.
0: I think this will be a good test for adversity too,
1: mm-hmm. because exactly
0: losing to who did we lose to last year, what, what was the game? Arizona. Um, yep. Close. A lot of things didn't go right. You could Mm -hmm. have made the argument that Oregon had things gone a little bit... Well, you can say that whenever. Had things gone differently, that could have been a pretty solid win for Oregon. Mm -hmm. Came back and crushed it. Um, As you pointed out, there was the game where they went to... uh, Who did they lose to? And then they went to Arizona.
1: They lost. I was just looking at them on the schedule. They lost to Stanford. Right. That was that was the one where they almost like the the final score was not indicative of how the game went. Like correct. They just got owned, and then they made like a miraculous last second scramble to bring it within the score. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then. I forget who they played in between, but like they won their next game, and then they just got dismantled against Arizona.
0: And that was ap- that was apathy. Yeah, that wasn't game planning. Um, and so I'm real interested to see how this team rebounds after getting absolutely destroyed. That's
1: what I'm most interested because, in. because,
0: yeah, because they have struggled to rebound. Just in a lot of different games. Like there's always the Hangover, whatever. But this was bad. So we're gonna find if these guys have any real pride. I think
1: it'll be it'll be an interesting one. So yeah, I mean, if there's ever
0: a team to have on the rebound in conference play, it's Colorado. But uh, they're dangerous.
1: Yeah, never. A dangerous team. Never, the thing, the way I always see Pac 12 football is never underestimate any opponent you play week in and week out. Yeah. Especially yeah. after you just got your ass handed to you. Yeah. And, cause I bet you there's plenty of players out there <clears throat> who are gonna think, um, you know, they're gonna think, okay. Uh, we're now two and two, and it's already lost two games. Had our you know worst loss in over a decade. What's the point? You know. Yeah. And uh, uh, cross your fingers. There's enough enough guys who have been around long enough where they have a short term memory mm-hmm. um, and can kind of just move on. But uh, you know, head organ had everything gone perfectly according to plan and Oregon was going into this game 4-0 and ranked in the top five in the country, this would be kind of just a, okay, let's get through this one. But I, I think just because of where they're at and everything we've seen this year, it's it'll be a much more interesting storyline. Like you said, I just want to, I want to see how they come out and how they respond. Yeah, I
0: mean... Keep in mind that the Rose Bowl is still on the table.
1: Yeah, I mean this is the we have two losses and we're unranked. But let's let's keep this in mind. We lost to Michigan State, out of conference. We lost to Utah, out of division. We don't even start Pac-12 North play for another week.
0: Which is Washington State,
1: it, which is against Washington State. 3 At p.m. Home. 3 p.m. kickoff. If you guys haven't heard yet, and yeah, the you know people are saying, "Oh my God, this is the end of like everything." I've read about. Actually, I haven't. I haven't actually read anything yet because I'm still <laughs> sad. Every I, I rephrase that. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> everything I've read. would actually, I haven't read anything. Every headline I have read and every Facebook post and every tweet I have seen has basically said, well, this is the end of Oregon as we know it. It's time to blow up the program and have them go 6-6 six and six and totally rebuild.
0: I say we ban sports.
1: <laughs> Just ban it. Just say no more football, <laughs> no more sports. Enough! So, you know, if they can... If they can turn it around and just go on a massive run at the end of the year and they finish, you know, as a, there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games left. Go 10-2. Make it to the
0: Pac-12 game.
1: Run the table in the Pac-12 game. Play Utah again and just... Or UCLA. Play, well, I still so think you, it's UCLA let's go Utah because it's more fun to think about. It would be more, it'd be more scriptful. And be just script. be like, oh, you handed us our worst loss in, you know, a decade. Well, now, you know. We're going to put you guys in the dirt. I Now we're angry and you won't like us when we're angry. Exactly. And we'll they're already green. We'll basically do what we did to Arizona last year. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I I stand by. I stand by my tweet from after the game, and I said, "Calling it now. Oregon goes ten and two, and beats Utah in the Pac-12 title game." i you, you actually tweeted that. I actually tweeted that. Hashtag hot takes.
0: Oh, I would also like to call it. I called uh, Alabama throwing a pick to Ole Miss at the end. That sealed the Ole Miss win
1: it did happen I can verify this
0: yeah I was taking somebody else but we got the timestamp and everything so checks out um
1: that would be nuts
0: that, that would be great that'd be
1: great I'd be in favor of that ending there's always hope hope is a dangerous thing but it's there story of the dark Knight rises season is young folks The season is young. Yeah.
0: Dark Knight Rises. uh, Taco's favorite movie of all time. If you made it this far, you should really tweet at him about how great the Dark Knight Rises is. Oh, yeah. He loves that movie. He will not shut up about it. So. All right. Any closing comments? Because our quack was
1: such weeks off this last week. It was uh closing comments. I really hope for the best this next weekend. Um I just don't wanna lose. I, I, I just I, I hope they can turn it around. Um I hope I hope they can find their identity. Let's let's go on a run, let's make some magic happen, let's go back to Pasadena. If, Ending the night on a positive note. If we lose to Washington, I will break everything. I will I I might boycott the team for the year. Would you rather, would you rather... Oh, Jesus, here we go. (laughs) Here is your closing comment. Would you rather
0: lose to Colorado but beat Washington?
1: Is there an alternative? I guess I phrased it wrong. I'm saying, saying, would you rather beat uh, Washington or Colorado? I would rather beat Washington all day, every day.
0: Would you rather beat Washington or Oregon State?
1: I would... Me, personally, I would always rather beat Washington because I... Because you're a real Duck fan. I personally consider... Because I have lived in... I have lived in Seattle and... This will be, we'll go into, I'm not going to go into this story because it, it's, it's late and we're at the end of the night here. And again, as always, if you've made it this far, participation ribbon goes to you. Someone actually made it this far. Did they comment?
0: Yes. They said that they stopped in for like five minutes to hear a couple things and they stayed the entire
1: time and said it was um. Excellent. Man, standing ovation. I need to get down to a trophy store to send something out to him. Yeah, it was last week, so we can still find the comment. But I I will save this story in depth. We'll go into this in depth before the Washington game. But 2011, it's the only game where I have been both physically assaulted at a game and had my life threatened at a game. Exciting. But by, by Washington fans and... I've, I've got nothing against the Beavers. It's like the fun family in state rivalry. Yeah. I've got nothing but pure hatred and bad feelings towards Washington and their fans. Mm-hmm. So I would, I would lose. If it meant beating Washington and, con- and continuing the streak, I would take a 70 to nothing loss to Oregon State to end the year. Yep. That's how seriously I take that game.
0: Yep. I agree i hate see i always put it this way uh oregon state is the rival but washington is the enemy exactly so that's why i always put it and that's why
1: i was so fired up about cal beating them because it's the whole the enemy of my enemy is my friend kind of oh yeah i I wish
0: nothing uh, good happens to washington uh, i hate washington so much i hate them so much
1: I feel, I feel better now. I feel like I just went through like a solid therapy session. Yeah, Schadenfreude is just fantastic. What a turnaround.
0: Good stuff. All, All right. Good. All right, got to get off this. Otherwise, we'll just talk for another hour about how much we hate Washington. All right, that's Sean. I'm Rusty. Thanks for uh, stopping by at Hamsterdam, even though our quack was weak la- sauce last week. It'll be uh, better next week. Yeah, I mean, it's really hard. It's, it'll be really hard to have crappy stuff uh, on this next re-up. Nowhere to go from up to here. Yep. So all right. See you guys next week. If you gotta made it this far, you're our favorites. See ya.